Welcome to SCE Soundbites, the official podcast for Soundtrack Entertainment. Each week, we'll take a bite of the latest music news, we'll have special guests and feature interviews with the biggest names in music and some of tomorrow's brightest stars. Happy Thursday, everybody. It is June the 24th today. Is that not crazy? The month of June is almost over. Canada Day is next week. It is summertime. We are in just the tail end of stage number one here in Canada, or sorry, in Ontario. Most of the country is reopening. Uh, we've got uh, provinces in the western, the western uh, half of Canada that are lifting all restrictions in, uh, in a couple of weeks. Summer is here. Normal is coming back. Are you excited? I'm excited. What that means is that means that concert announcements are coming in hotter and heavier than ever. So we've got uh, another amazing week of, of, uh, of news for you guys this week. Uh, before we get into it, uh, I've got uh, some updates on the 10th anniversary. Uh, we've got uh, some news actually about an artist that we will be talking to on next week's podcast. Uh, and of course, we've got tons of great podcast, uh, or sorry, tons of great concert announcements uh, on the podcast this week. Uh, everything from uh, the new dates for the Saints and Sinners tour, of course, that's the Headstones, Moist, and uh, the Tea Party. They're hitting the road. Uh, uh, who else we got? Uh, Pitbull, Blackberry Smoke, USS, uh, tour dates for Passenger. Lots to talk about. Plus, Calgary Stampede. That starts out in a couple weeks, the greatest show on earth. Uh, that kicks off in Calgary in just a couple weeks. They've announced their musical lineup for their uh, Nashville North and the, the new stage this year, which is called the uh, the Summer Stage. It used to, I'm assuming it used to be the stage that was called the Coca-Cola Stage. So let's get right to it. We've got some news when it comes to our 10th anniversary uh, event that we've got going on on July 23rd and 24th. Uh, I've added a little twist. Uh, so what I've, I've done is, is I know it's been a crazy year for musicians in the last year. So what I've added is an exclusive musicians vendor market. What that means is that we're opening up 10 tables for musicians, any genre, to come out and... You rent the table, so that the way it's going to work is you rent the table, and on the twenty fourth, the Saturday, uh, so I think we're starting at like nine ten o'clock in the morning until sometime in the afternoon. You set up all your merch, and you're there with an opportunity to kind of get to know your fans, meet your fans, maybe some opportunities to do some some kind of acoustic performances uh, at your tent, or we'll have a special performance area. We're still working out the specifics. Uh, but so the way it's going to work is we have 10 spots. Uh, you buy the spot for the day and the cost. Uh, and again, the proceeds for this are, are going to go to the Unison Fund. Uh, so what we're going to do is it's it's uh, $30. What that's going to get you is two tickets for the weekend to the 10th anniversary extravaganza. So you get to go Friday and Saturday night and then $5 for the table. So $25 is what it costs for the full weekend for one person to come to the festival. So we're going to bring two of you in, let you guys have a table, set up your, your merch, sell your merch, and then hang out and, and network with your uh, peers and, uh, 
and hang out for the weekend and, and enjoy the festival. So, uh, of course, there's only 10 spots, so advanced registration is required. These are going to fill up quick. Uh, we've already had some interest in it, so spots are going. So if this is something that you're interested in, get in touch with me, Hendrick at soundcheckentertainment.ca, and uh, I will definitely get that uh, get that information out to you. Uh, the Saints and Sinners. Uh, the Saints and Sinners tour, which, of course, was postponed because of the pandemic, is back on. Uh, it's kicking off in November in Victoria at the Save on Foods Memorial Center. Uh, it's still the same lineup uh, with Sloan added in. So you've got Headstones, Moist, Sloan, and the Tea Party. Uh, so it runs from November in Victoria at Save on Foods Memorial Center all the way through uh, November the 27th at uh, Casino Rama. Tickets for this event, uh, they go on sale or are on sale already, I guess. And um, VIP packages will be able soon. Uh, the only dates that are not on sale yet are the shows at Casino Rama. Unfortunately, in Ottawa, I know this was an event that was supposed to come to Blues Fest last summer. There's no new date for Ottawa as of right now. The closest to Ottawa right now is going to be in uh, Montreal. Uh, and that will be November the 25th at MTELUS. So uh, keep an eye on that. If we hear more dates, we will publish them there and uh, get you all that information. Uh, for the time being, you can hit any of the band websites. So uh, you've got uh, Headstones, Moist, Sloan, and the Tea Party. Visit their websites, and you will find out more information there. We had uh, another really uh, incredible week of, uh, of news for our friend Elise Saunders. Uh, she was the made the top five, the final five, of the CBC Searchlight competition. Uh, well done. That means that she is a finalist. She has, she's a runner-up. She didn't win it. Uh, she was the, uh, the, the runner-up. The winner of the grand prize was Jive. Uh, and uh, Elise and the others will still win a, a music promotion distribution package from Play MPE. Uh, you can find out all about that prize at cbc.ca slash music slash searchlight. Um, more news for Elise. Of course, she's in the Boots and Hearts Emerging Artists competition. She was one of the top uh, the top seven. The voting for the top eight or for the number eight wildcard spot uh, wraps up, I believe, on Friday. So you have until the end of the day on Friday, tomorrow, the 25th, to get your votes in for the uh, the top three. So uh, that's uh, your choices there. Jesse Slack, Jordan Pollard, Nicole Ray. Uh, I mean, you pick any one of those three and, and you've, you've picked well. Uh, they are all three of them incredible artists. Each and every one of those three deserves to be in there. Uh, so, you know, these top three, they're going to compete and the, the, the person with the top votes is going to join the top seven and they will compete for the title of the Emerging Artist of the Year and they'll have a chance to open for Brett Kissel at the 2020 Boots and Hearts Music Festival. Uh, so you can still vote today and tomorrow at www.bootsandhearts.com slash showcase. Just don't wait too late today to make sure that you get your vote in and make it count so you can vote again tomorrow because you can only vote every 24 hours. Let's get to some concert announcements. So like I said, it's a busy week for concert announcements. Once again, we have the uh, new Canadian dates announced for Blackberry Smoke. Uh, Tour dates, the final tour for the for the band uh, USS, great Canadian band. Uh, so they announced their final run of dates. Plenty of Canadian stops for them, including uh, Algonquin College Commons Theatre in Ottawa. It's their first show back since the uh, pandemic started. 
Uh, you like uh, Pitbull? He announced a new tour. Unfortunately, there's no Canadian dates on that one, but there's some in the northern USA. If you want to, if you're able to, uh, jump over and check it out on the U.S. side. Definitely check it out. Uh, plus, we had a fifth. Yes, you heard it right. A fifth show for City and Color at Massey Hall this December. Do you think the people of Toronto are a little bit uh, going through withdrawals from live music? That's insane. Five shows at Massey Hall this December. And who knows? There, there might be more at the rate that things are going. Uh, also announced this week, Passenger is going to pay a visit to Toronto's newest, vis- newest venue, uh, history. He'll be there on the 1st of November. Uh, tickets on sale tomorrow, June 25th. Uh, full details for any of those concerts, you can visit uh, LiveNation.com. Some of them you'll find on our website as well, SoundtrackEntertainment.ca. Hot off the press, the Calgary Stampede, the greatest show on earth, the big party up in Alberta. They announced their lineup for the summer stage earlier today. Uh, I was waiting for this one to drop. And uh, we've got performances featured by the Trues, uh, classified Michael Bernard Fitzgerald, Deer Rouge, Sheepdogs, Default, Sam Roberts Band, Stars, Monster Truck, Big Wreck, Mariana's Trench, The Funk Hunters, Blue Rodeo, The Static Shift, Snotty Nose Res Kids, Turbo, JJ Shiplet, The Wild, Chaos, Said the Whale, Jessia, Sticky Buds, Jessu and Pika, Odario, The Dungarees, Robert Adam, Jess Knights, Daniel Ryan, and Mariel Buckley. That's insane. And that, that's just the, the summer stage. That's the stage that used to be known as the Coca-Cola stage. Earlier this week, they announced the lineup for the Nashville North stage. Now, I've always said that festivals this summer should move towards an all-Canadian lineup for the summer of 2021. Well, Calgary Stampede has done just that. Now, check out this lineup. So, Dean Brody, Brett Kissel, The Recklaws, James Barker Band, The Washboard Union, Hunter Brothers, Jojo Mason, Jade Eagleson, Jess Moskaluk, Aaron Pritchett, Gord Bamford, The Road Hammers, and George Canyon. But wait, there's more. Robin Odellini, Doc Walker, Nate Holler, Sean Austin, Dan Davidson, Tyler Joe Miller, Sasha, Andrew Hyatt, Nice Horse, Bobby Wells, and Jay Walker. You want some more? All right, you got it. Also performing, Mariah Stokes, Drew Gregory, Foxworthy, Alex Hughes, Devin Cooper, Michaela Sheedy, Ben Chase, Kelsey Main, Ryan Lindsay, Lauren Mayle, Aaron Pollock, Cole Malone, Carrick Hendricks, and Garrett Gregory. So kudos, kudos, kudos to Kyle Corner and the rest of the programmers at Calgary Stampede uh, to opening the gates to all of these incredible Canadian artists. Uh, the Calgary Stampede this year will run from July the 9th to the 18th. The dates are a little different than before. Of course, it does take place in Calgary, Alberta. Tickets are on sale now at calgarystampede.com. Both of those stages, the uh, the summer stage and the Nashville North stage, uh, the lineups on all of those are included in your ticket. And I think I checked today, uh, a day pass is like 20 bucks. Like, seriously, 20 bucks. So the schedule's not out, so the it's not known yet exactly when those days or what artists are performing what days. As soon as that information is out there, we will be posting it on our website, so be sure to check back often. Uh, but come on, 20 bucks. I don't care what night of the week it is. That's going to be an incredible night of entertainment. So keep an eye out for that. And uh, definitely, if you can, go check this out. It is going to be a wild summer out in Calgary. All right. So that's it for the news for this week. 
I hope that uh, that you guys are enjoying the summer so far and that you get out. Remember, as always, support uh, support the, the restaurants and, and pubs that are open. Go out to the patios. They need our help more than anything. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce a duo that, uh, that we've known for the last number of years. They are an Ottawa group, uh, two brothers, and uh, their name comes from their... Uh, what do you want to call it? not family business, but I guess a little entrepreneurship that they had when they were kids, uh, selling lemonade. And when you sell lemonade, you get cash. So they call themselves Lemon Cash. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Lemon Cash from Audit. All right, so we are back. Uh, I am talking to Jeff and Corey Papineau, also known as Lemon Cash. How's it going, gentlemen? Andrew. Good, good. Andrew. Doing good, so, man. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Uh, it's, uh, you know, what can you say after a year and a half into a pandemic? Um, uh, you know, it's, it's, been, uh, it's been an interesting, interesting couple of years or a year and a half or whatever you want to call it now. Um, but you know, all, all said and done, it's, uh, we've weathered it pretty well. Uh, it sounds like you guys have as well. And, uh, you know, I think here we are summer 2021 is about to get underway. And I think, uh, all signs are looking like we're going to have a better summer than we are, or than we did last year. So I'm really keeping my fingers crossed that, uh, that there's some truth to that and that, uh, it spills out past the summer and that we actually have a better fall, a better winter, and then, things go back to normal once we get yeah. into 2022 yeah. and we can get back to the regularly scheduled programming that was so rudely interrupted last year. Uh, <laughs> so on that note, what's the last 16 or so months been like for you guys? Oh, uh, it's been pretty good. Uh, we, uh, you know, just gave us a chance to really, you know, kind of focus on our writing and uh, we still, we're working on our next EP that should be out this summer. Um, yeah, we did a couple of driving shows last summer as well, which was, it was interesting, but it was, it was fun. It's different, well, but it gets you out there, right? I mean, it's, it's an opportunity exactly. to perform and it's, exactly. it's virtual, <laughs> it's better oh. than virtual. It was good because it kept us, you know, uh, kept us practicing our crafts, you know, like it's, you yeah. know, even though we weren't able during lockdown to, to rehearse, but whenever we, we were able to, you know, we were got out of it there and we had shows coming up, it got us back and rehearsing again. So it kept us, you know playing our instruments and then got us into writing again and being able to play those shows. It kind of led us to a little bit more inspiration too, and to, to start making a new album. So um, yeah, we've been recording with Doug Oliver, uh, I guess uh, for a while now, and we can't wait to, to have these songs out. So uh, it's been, uh, it's been a busy, but uh, very, very, uh, you know, only, there's only so much you can do. So yeah, 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 no, for sure. I mean, you have to, and that, I get that from a lot of the artists that I talk to, and I work with a lot of artists too. And 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 that's the key thing. When you, when <laughs> I guess it really works well for you guys because it's kind of was never planned this way. But 2021 was kind of, or yeah, I mean 2020 and 2021. Uh, your name is Lemon Cash, which is kind of based on what you guys did as kids. But it kind of holds true for this year too, because when life hands you lemon. <laughs> You know, you make lemonade, right? So, uh, and with that lemonade, you get lemon cash. 
<laughs> so, yeah, that's right. I mean, it's kind of worked out for you guys, but but no, you, you really, you know, to take that that kind of seriously is is when you are handed lemons like the last sixteen months uh, have handed to you know everybody in this business. Uh, doesn't matter what you do for a living. We were about to launch the marketing side of Soundtrack Entertainment. Uh, well, at the Junos last year uh, in Saskatchewan. So I had a team out there and we were going to launch. We had put all this work into business cards, all that stuff done up. And then two hours after they landed in Saskatoon, the Junos got canceled. Oh, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so you have to, you have to kind of regroup. And so, you know, do you, I mean, and, and I know, unfortunately there's been some artists that have just said, I'm done, or at least I'm on pause until, until this pandemic is over. Right. And then other artists, and, and I think nothing against those artists that, that did put it on pause, but I think it's going to be a lot harder for them to come back because now they've, you know, it wasn't just three weeks to flatten the curve. This was 16 months of, exactly. you know, of nothing. That's 16 right. months. If you're not engaging with your audience, what's left, right? I mean, is your audience going to be there when you come back? Sure. Yeah. Some it's maybe, exactly it's, but it's real, right? Yeah, well, you're yeah. going to start back at the bottom, right? So you really need to take advantage of that time. And I know financially, it's not always easy. Luckily enough for a lot of the emerging artists um, anywhere in the world, but especially in Canada, you've got other other jobs and stuff like that that, that keep it going. Your lives aren't all music, unfortunately. It's not at that stage yeah. for any of us yet. At one point it will be, but yeah, no, exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the same same thing with me, right? I mean, I've, I've got a full-time day job. I work for the federal government in Ottawa and and uh, I drive yeah, from too. the uh, I drive from the country into Ottawa every single day. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I completely get it, but you still need to find the time to kind of hone the craft and, and you need, exactly. you may not be able to perform. You may not have as much money coming in. So what can you do? And I think you guys hit the nail on the head. I think Corey, you said you've done a lot of writing. Um, doesn't cost anything to write music, right? I mean, it's, no, no, uh, it's preparing. And I think the one positive, I hope anyways, that we're going to get coming out of this pandemic is a whole ton of new music. Uh, I mean, there's some obviously releasing music still. I mean, there's, there's stuff that's been, recorded and ready to go and and there's been pockets in the last 15 months where you might be able to get into a studio depending on the type of type of dynamic you have as an artist maybe a little bit harder for a a full-size band because of the difficulty being able to rehearse right um yeah so 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 now i know that you you've been there's been talk about this so it's a another ep of course you started you came onto the scene with an ep you know i don't know why you didn't just release a greatest hits album to start things out <laughs> you know, most people start with a single or whatever test the water we're just gonna album, go yeah. full ep uh, <laughs> so and then then you release a single actually in january uh this year yeah. right uh wine tonight um so that was your radio uh your radio debut um so what's it been like promoting our single to radio for lemon cash in the middle of a global pandemic no radio tours no or very little in person anything um you know and and then still you guys still had some moderate success i mean you landed on searchlight with it which is is no easy task um you know so i mean tell us a bit about kind of um what's gone into it and, and how you guys kind of approach the single release differently 
uh, in a pandemic and, and guess how some of the people that you're working with advise you to approach it to get it to the, the point that you're at now? That's a very good question. Honestly, we all were drawing question marks as to what, what do we do? You know, um, you know, obviously pandemic, you know, we've got this song we want to release. A, it would have been ideal to release. I know we had this, uh, you know, idea to release Wine Tonight as it has a summer feel. Um, you know, so we wanted to wait for the summer. But then we said, you know, like you like you mentioned, Henrik, you know, you got to keep your, your fans engaged or else you're going to lose that, that, that attention, you know, if, if they don't hear from you in a while. So especially thinking maybe in a pandemic, you know, you're thinking most people are at home, right? No one's really out doing anything. So maybe this is the best time to release a song and that way everyone will probably listen to it. So um, yeah, it, we, we went ahead and we said, you know, let's just, you know, we got a song ready to go. There's not much else we can do. There's no point of waiting. You know, we're, we're always constantly writing. We have tons of music we want to release and we feel like, you know, despite the times that it could be dark and gloomy and, and you know, situations are happening in people's lives that aren't obviously the most ideal and people are having a hard time but we feel, felt like this song could perhaps be the song to kind of just you know have people forget about all the troubles kind of take them to a warm place kind of take their mind off and and, and kind of up the spirits a little bit so um it, it had some great success on the radio stations too and everything that that listened to it we had had some great feedback from for our first debut like you know what i mean it was a very um i, I couldn't get over all the, the feedback we had from all the but you know i think close to 20 ads which was really really great and uh well, i have to say like for for our first song to, to release to radio I, I think it was a great uh a great start yeah so, you got to start somewhere for sure right i mean exactly. you can't expect that i think it's like a you're looking at the Canadian radio market right now. I've done a little bit of radio, but not much. I mean, I think you're looking at probably maybe 350 total for every single station in Canada. So if you're doing, you know, probably a minor market, which is what you guys have started with. So you're looking at probably about 100, 130 stations. It sounds like anybody listening. I mean, it sounds like about 20. That's not really that good. That's actually pretty darn good. A non-label act, you know, a non-label act. Exactly. Yeah. Or a debut single. Um, you know, you're not hitting million numbers in streaming. So to get 20 ads oh. for a starting act, that's that's really, really good. It was, yeah, exactly. For like, especially like you said, like a band, like we're just starting out. So they're going, Lemon who? The, what Lemon cat? <laughs> what the heck kind of band is that? What does yeah. that even mean? But yeah, like I said, we were so grateful and we got to, to meet some great uh, radio, you know, programmers and, and uh, you know, D, uh, DJs or whatever you, you call them anyways, radio, yeah. host, radio station hosts. <laughs> and uh, we've had, we've met some great, uh, we've networked with some great people throughout uh, these ads and our uh, radio tour or radio uh, promotion. So uh, it's been good and we'll take it. Like it, we're, we're very, we're very flattered and, and honored of, of all these ads. And, and it was a great, great start. Like I said. Put the door. So now you're you're from we've talked about it just kind of in passing but you're from ottawa um uh, actually are you still in barhaven i know you guys were in barhaven at one point i'm in barhaven you're in barhaven so, so yeah. i'm from barhaven well i lived oh, in barhaven yeah. before i moved out of ottawa uh i keep saying i'm from bar I'm from barhaven i only lived there for four years i'm from northern ontario Moved to the Ottawa, New North Bay, Ottawa Valley, and then I lived in uh, in Ottawa for four years, uh, and then uh, uh, my wife and I, uh, we were both working at Dell, and when we both got laid off, 
um, but she was on maternity leave when I got laid off and then they were shutting down. So we moved out to the country, uh, actually Athens, Ontario to start, which is where I met uh, Mary Ray Knapp. You guys probably know Mary Ray, uh, as the godmother of Canadian country music. And, okay. um, yeah. so I met her there and then I did some work, uh, with the Joshua Bates center in Athens before now I'm now I'm down in Prescott. So a little closer to Ottawa, it's a little bit easier to, to me. It's only 45 minutes rather than 90 minutes. It was from Athens. So, um, but one thing I, I wanted, and it's just something I love. I love Ottawa. I love the Ottawa Valley. I love the Seaway Valley. I think this is, is one of the, the greatest places in uh, Ontario anyways to, uh, to live. Now, the one thing that, that as a big country music fan, a country music promoter, um, both through promoting the music as well as, as doing the live thing. Um, it's not exactly known for support for Canadian country music, or at least, you know, not the rising, even though, interestingly enough, I mean, when you look at the names of, of artists that got their start and have kind of grown their careers out of Ottawa, I mean, you've got names like Kelly Prescott, uh, Kira Isabella, Brie Lawrence, and obviously your friends, Rivertown Saints, um, you know, all names that that started and, and not started but are in ottawa and they still make ottawa their yeah. home yeah. and have seen you know i mean relative levels of success i mean kira isabella signed to sony a few years ago um and uh you know i mean but it's funny the city still i mean compared to other other cities in ontario uh i mean not to say that there is no support but it's very difficult like say on a friday or saturday night you want to go listen to some uh, emerging country acts performing live. Good luck finding that yeah, in Ottawa. Yeah. You know what I mean? You might yeah. find the odd country yeah. cover band playing at, you know, a Barley Mole somewhere or whatever, but Yours. for guys like Lemon Cash, uh, yeah. it's not easy. Now, I know you just before the pandemic hit, I saw, I was going through your social media and, and you did perform at, uh, at Greenfield. Great venue in Barhaven. If you've never been there, fantastic venue for live music. Uh, I'm totally. assuming they're doing, they're still around. They, they survived the pandemic. Um, oh, yeah. I, I hope anyways. Um, we'll be shooting and, a music video there in a couple of days. So we're, we're excited for that. Well, yeah. So they're still around. That's a good thing. Yeah. Um, really of course, well. You've got, uh, you got the crazy horse up in Canada uh, that, uh, that brings in a lot of, a lot of live music. Of course, there's such a popular venue. It's hard for a local act to get in there too. Um, what, I mean, it's, I find it, it's so frustrating and I haven't worked with any specific artists. I'm working with one out of uh, Haley States right now, but she's too young to play in the, the bar scene. But being from Ottawa, uh, and I know you're friends with the guys in, in Rivertown Saints, is it, do you find it, it's, it's, is it frustrating or do you, you find it a bit of a challenge to, um, to be, I guess, country artists and, and try to find success? Is it frustrating to you to not have that kind of homegrown support you may have a fan base in ottawa which clearly i mean everybody if, if you're an artist you have a local fan base but to not get that support from a live perspective i know it's a pandemic right now and nobody's performing live anywhere yeah. um but i mean it's it's got to be a challenge it's got to be difficult that you have to go out of town i mean like you're looking right now probably belleville area is usually the cutoff where you can go to a, a patio in the Belleville area, usually Signal Brewery, you can count on something playing there that's going on to win some kind of an award. But what's it like from an artist's perspective to be in a city like Ottawa, which, you know, we love the city, but you, you know, 
with so many festivals in this city and so many events and really I know everybody calls Ottawa the city that fun forgot, but they obviously don't know Ottawa very well because there's so much going on again, outside of the pandemic. Um, do you find it frustrating at times that there it's so difficult or is this just a, an emerging artist thing where you're used to having these challenges that it's just difficult everywhere? Yeah, I think that's, it, it definitely, it, it is difficult anywhere. Um, like, I don't think it's it's actually Ottawa per se. Like, I feel like we'd have these, these same struggles anywhere we are. But I, I find it's true. Ottawa, you're right when you said, like, the artist has to be well-known in order to, you know, I yeah. guess sell out a show. Because, uh, like, I went to, uh, I saw a lot of concerts here at the, uh, uh, what's it called, Canadian uh, Tire Centre. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I went to see a bunch of art, like Chris Stapleton, he sold out um uh, eric church sold out you know and but there was a band that i had that me and jeff loved 1975 i don't know if you've yep. ever heard of them the 1975 yep. that's what they're called went to see their show at the canadian tire center and they had the clothes thing because they, they barely yeah. sold yeah. anything yeah we covered that show <laughs> we covered that show and i didn't oh, go yeah. personally because i had never heard of them before one of the photographers that i have asked if they can go and cover it i'm like knock yourself out buddy i have no idea who they are um and he said yeah, yeah there was nobody there but then i started checking out some of the music i'm like i don't know why nobody went out to the show oh, it's i find sometimes uh the advertising can be a little like i you know when bands i'm like you went to see that person at the the canadian tire center like i didn't even know they were here and yeah. i didn't see anybody. but you know usually you'll see things on facebook and stuff but like that's the only place i think even the advertising there you're, you may not find it right so it's hard I guess I don't know what how what the best way to to, to really yeah. you know, get that attention that there's a band coming because had the I don't know had there like I never even saw someone just told me they were in 1975 were playing there and um, like I never saw any advertising there so it's it's just I find that's that's a, a challenge too to to kind of you know get draw yeah. a huge crowd is just advertising is a big thing but um, yeah. As far as what your question was, or back to your question, I, I think it's just a, an, an everyday challenge just being an emerging artist, like you said. I, I think, uh, you know, you may, it, I think nowadays it just takes that one song to really make that 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 effect happen for your band, to, to really give it that that name, like to make a name for yourself. Yeah. So it, it's, again, it's just putting one, one foot forward for us. That's what we're doing. We feel like, honestly, we were a rock band before, and now you know, converting into walking into the, the stepping into the country world, we feel the market's still hot. Like Corey mentioned, Eric Church is selling out like a, yeah. an arena here in Ottawa. Same thing with Chris Stapleton. So it's kind of nice to know that the market is still hot. You know what I mean? And um, you could still be, you know, <laughs> 60 year, you know, years of age and playing, you know, the same songs you're writing and you're still having like, you know, a good uh, all like a you know a wide range of of uh yeah, ages at your show you know to 20 year olds to you know to 60 just year go olds. to a rolling stone great. show just go to a rolling stone show and you'll prove <laughs> yeah. your point right there and, and I mean, there's these no, guys yeah. they're coming out in their walkers <laughs> and there's kids <laughs> there that are like my son's age that are going out and rocking out to the show i can't but, even believe they're all alive still <laughs> those guys. like good for them man like well, they're, uh, they're walking pharmacies right so i mean yeah. come on <laughs> Well, when you're doing something you love, right, for that long, it, it, it's just kind of in your blood. So, Absolutely. you know, it keeps you going. And I feel like I'll never, ever not want to play music. I don't think ever. It's just, it's something that it's, I need to do. It's something that Corey and no, I need sure. to do. 
Yeah, yeah so absolutely. I mean, it, it's uh, it's the same thing with me. I mean, I, I've been involved in the music business in one way, shape, or form for probably the better part. I soundtrack ten years this year. Actually, tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow's our ten year oh. anniversary. Wow! Congratulations. Uh, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, actually, my the very first show I ever covered for soundtrack uh, as soundtrack. Or, well, I guess we weren't called Soundtrack at the time, but it was uh, the Capitol Hotel. I'm sure you guys both remember the oh, Capitol Hotel. Yeah, that was a great uh, so, uh, Yeah, it was cool. uh, the second year I, I covered it. Uh, uh, that's how we got our start, because I was uh, I entered a contest for the Ottawa Citizen, and they had oh, wow. this festival blogger concept where they had different person covering the festival uh, or every festival in Ottawa for a summer. And so I got selected for the... Uh, uh, the Capitol Hoedown. And, That's uh, wild. Awesome. So, yeah. So, I mean, tomorrow was actually the anniversary of the first ever post I did for that that publication, for that blog. And then it kind oh, of wow. grew into, uh, the I did the first year for that. Then I went on to Blues Fest the second year for them because uh, the Hoedown got canceled after that. Right. Um, yeah. And then Boots and Hearts kind of took notice of what was going on. And I worked with them to... Uh, kind of help secure uh, you remember the year the hoedown got canceled anybody that bought tickets boots and hearts stepped in and said hey if you want to take your tickets from that we'll give you a general admission pass for our festival I kind of helped I kind of helped with that so so that was kind of cool so it just kind of it kind of outgrew the citizen you know what I mean so we um, I just decided you know I mean one day I said look I've got no budget but a buddy of mine does, does websites and stuff. So I said, look, I said, are you able to put a decent blog together and, and kind of give me the platform? And he said, yeah, absolutely. So I think it was probably a year or two after, I think it must've been two years after uh, the official debut that, that we kind of went off on our own and soundtrack officially was born. Um, but I mean, you have to start somewhere, right? So it was, uh, exactly. that was, if it wouldn't have been for that moment where, where I would have entered and then won that contest, I never would have, nothing, we would not be here doing this. Well, we may be, but not in this way. But before that, I did everything from management to a little bit of marketing, you know, booking, which I absolutely hate. I, I just, I have a lot of respect for artists and what goes into to doing what you do. And I found booking to be the most frustrating because people don't want to pay. Um, right. uh, or they yeah. want to pay very little. And, and it's just like, yeah, so we'll pay you the door, but you have to do all the advertising and basically bring all your fans. So I'm like, okay, so you want me to bring a band from at the time Pembroke to say Kingston, but I have to bring the fans with me too because you guys don't have a set audience. And if I don't bring my own fans, nobody's going to show up. So why right. do I even bother going to your venue? Because if I'm bringing my fans everything. to you, all we're doing is supporting your venue. You know exactly. Yeah. We'll just, right. we'll, just we'll stay where we are. Why we? Yeah. yeah. Why don't just stay and play at home? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, what what are we doing here? Yeah. So yeah. So I I didn't like the booking side. I mean, I'm doing a little bit of it now, but I've got a lot of. I guess in ten years, you get a lot of contacts, a lot of partners, and so I've been very very lucky. Uh, in particular, over the last couple of years, that I've got some some great partners, um, really across Canada now. Um, that I, that I work with. So I haven't done a whole lot of, of actual festivals. Of course we did a festival oh, like five years ago now uh, in Spencerville, actually uh, Rivertown, Rivertown Saints got their debut as a Spencerville stampede uh, capital mm -hmm. country fest. Oh, nice. And uh, 
so that was a lot of fun, a heck of a lot of work. Um, and so I'm actually doing it again this year. Uh, not that one. It's going to be, we're, we're putting on a 10th anniversary party um, at uh, Happy Green Acres, just outside of Brockville. Um, so uh, so it's been postponed once. <laughs> it was supposed to be like last weekend or the weekend before. And um, yeah, last weekend it was supposed to be. And uh, I decided fairly early on that the lockdown wasn't going to end in time. <laughs> and so I said, you know, and even if it does, I'm not going to have enough time to promote anything. We don't know what kind of, you know, audience size we're going to be able to have. So I pushed it to July 23rd. And as things are looking right now, we might ent- actually enter phase three on that day. So, you know. Oh, really? It, oh, uh, I yeah. That. I mean, if everything goes the way it is right now, because we went into phase one a little bit early and we keep going with that 21 days in between, mm-hmm. the timing works out that on the 23rd of July, that's the first day at phase three. And that would be the opening night of our event. So I'll I got my fingers either way. Phase two, I mean, you know, it's, it's not a huge venue. Max capacity is only 500 people. I'm not expecting even that uh, because of the area. Um, I, I mean, I don't like it, but it's it's not an area that's overly fond on on uh, really country music artists that they don't know. And that's what I'm bringing. That's what I work with, right? That's 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 been my bread and butter since day one, is promoting and working with artists that may not be known. That that, and I think what what's interesting about you guys, and I think that may be a bit of the ingredient to your success is you guys have a story behind the name, like Lemon Cash. It's not one of those names that you would think that a country band would have. And so the first no. thing is people want to know. And I think that's, that's kind of why you're, you're seeing the successes. They want to know what's the story behind this Lemon Cash. Um, <laughs> yeah. It was one of my writers, I think from out West, we were talking about Lemon Cash and he says, yeah, it was a really weird name. But then I went and I looked at their story and now it makes perfect sense. Um, <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it's it's kind of cool because people we have that natural curiosity right and so i I think that that's a big part of of um of what's happening with with you guys that the the curiosity is there so people are are just kind of uh intrigued and so that's radio wants to have the stuff so um now uh what did i want to talk about so let's talk a little bit about live music uh so you had a couple drive-in shows last year uh that was different um, I know you guys do a regular a regular thing on your social media called the tunnel sessions. You, I got to know yeah. more. Of, where's this tunnel? And so what, you you found this tunnel and you just go in and, and you perform or, or what's so, well, so like genius there. Go ahead. So in, uh, in you know Walter Baker Sports Center. Yes. Yeah. So that's where it was. It's a. It's, so I was just I was walking my dog with uh, my girlfriend one time. And I was just, uh, we were walking through that tunnel and I guess I couldn't, I didn't see where my dog went. She was, she was off a leash. So I just, her name's Miley. So I just yelled Miley. And I just, there was a huge echo in the, in the tunnel. And I was like, Whoa, Oh, the acoustics in here are pretty cool. Like, oh, it'd be awesome to sing in here. And then my girlfriend goes, well, sing something. Uh, you want me to film it? And I was like, ah, yeah, sure. Let's, let's try it out. And I just, I sang um, heaven by Brian Adams. Yeah. Uh, and I just, the sound was so awesome. It just felt awesome. Just sing like, you know, it was like very, uh, liberating almost like you're just to kind of yell in, in, the, in the tunnel and the sound that it made <laughs> and then i looked at the video and i just said i'll post it and then uh kind of just branded it the tunnel sessions and uh oh, people seem to be enjoying it which is great so uh yeah i'm gonna see if i can uh, keep that going as long as i can and uh you know just 
try a different song. Uh, seems to be doing well. It's drawing a lot of attention and uh, yeah, kind of again, it, it's sticking with everything. Yeah, it gets people talking, right? I mean, it's yeah. it's unique, it's different, um, which really I think is is the key to really, uh, I guess, being successful in the year of the pandemic is you have everybody's doing the live streams everybody's you know everybody's trying to do something to keep their audience engaged in any way they possibly can um and that's not always easy it's it's incredibly difficult to be um how do you call it i guess unique right i mean uh yeah you you had the guys from james barker band that they did a live stream like what like how many they went like incredible amount they did like every was it every night or every week i don't even remember but it was like they just went i'm sure they set a guinness world record if something like that ever existed but um <laughs> they were just live streaming like crazy um and just trying you know, to keep then you, you've got uh, then there there was a period of time where, where you could get into a venue and kind of live stream a show from the venue and i saw some that were just kind of awkward because you had to have the uh i think it was aaron goodman amazing artist then he gets up there and he's playing on the stage puts on an amazing set and then it finishes and you can hear a pin drop <laughs> it's like yeah. wow the crowd yeah. just didn't react very well to that one did they uh, yeah. <laughs> you know and and it's just it feels weird when now of course i don't know if you guys had a chance to check out any of the big uh the big and drive-in shows um like not the in-person ones but i mean uh, port amsley's close to you guys only close one to this area um uh, that's airing them uh, I think uh, Bon Jovi was just this weekend, but I saw uh, Garth Brooks and Metallica um, oh, at the drive-in. And Garth Brooks was the first one. His was was kind of a mix between studio videography and then some performance footage mixed in uh, of him doing the hits. Uh, and it was kind of cool. And then they had some stock footage of cars honking their horns. It was kind of weird, but it was the first yeah. time it was ever done, right? I mean... Uh, yeah, exactly. But then I went to see Metallica and, and they, they really, they put a giant stage in the middle of a cornfield and they put on a full Metallica show with all the trimmings and they engaged with the audience as if they were actually there. But instead of engaging to people, they were engaging to like, and this is James Hetfield saying the squirrels and the rabbits and stuff like that. (laughs) And so, you know, and then it was just, it was interesting, but it was, it's a different way to experience live. And if you're a live music fan um, and and you're really hungry for it, it it sure beats watching somebody sit. And okay, I get it. You know, there's artists that can't afford to build a stage in a cornfield and get, you know, professional video production with drones and all that kind of stuff to record a show. Um, but, you know, the, the the live stream where they're sitting in the living room strumming on their acoustic guitar and then, you know, leaning in to read the comments on the, the screen. They're like, hey, Bob, you know, it gets old <laughs> yeah. after a while. You know, I mean, only when Dave Woods does this is, is it cool. I mean, those Dave Woods shows, I don't know. I know you guys have been on a couple of times. Uh, yeah. But there's nothing better than watching the Dave Woods, the the, the four artists live on a Thursday night. Oh, you know, man, that's a great yeah. way to spend a Thursday night. He's doing Absolutely. well with that for sure. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, it, it's I think it's it's a great opportunity for artists because prior to the pandemic, you'd have to go to Oakville to the the cafe that he would do this, right. um, and Is then that in Oakville, there. yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, Moonshine Cafe, I think is what yeah, it's called. Yeah, Moonshine. I didn't know it was yeah. in Oakville. Cool. 
And so, you know, you'd, you'd have to go there and yeah, that's nothing wrong with doing that, but this is a cool way for artists across the country to get on. And of course, Dave, Dave's been in this business longer than any of us have. And he's one of the most recognized people in, in the business. And, um, you know, he does it for the same reason that we all do. it, And that's because mm -hmm. the passion for the music has been particularly the emerging, the emerging artists. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, uh and so it's it's really neat. Now, what was your first experience? I think was your first driving show last year was that the one you guys did up at the driving in Pembroke? Pembroke, yeah. Yep. It was a yep. hot day. I know. Oh, I was, I was down. That I was, was down in cabin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was insane. I was in cabin. I had I was invited to go down to Susie Corey's uh, Love Revolution Festival down in cabin that day. Uh, so yeah. I drove about three hours and changed to go down there. It was it was insane and and the stage oh. was fine but if you're standing in front of the stage where media luckily didn't have to sit in our vehicles but everybody who did you have to start your car to get the air conditioning running because the sun was just beating down oh. on the windows yeah you're telling us yeah. we were like 10 feet high on a uh, truck bed playing more exposed to the sun yeah and oh, there's, yeah it was there's no, i didn't didn't bring any sunscreen too and i'm like i oh, no. really easily <laughs> and luckily i didn't get as burnt as I thought it was going to be, but it's still, uh, still walked away with, uh, you know, some, some minor, uh, some minor burns, but it was hot. Probably, yeah. shed, probably hey. shed about pounds in that show. In the sweat, <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. so where uh, was your second show last year? Uh, Huntsville. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. You went down and, and did, uh, did a show down there. Um, yeah. yeah. what was it? Was it a little bit better weather? Oh, I yeah. Was, I always, yeah. It was, when uh, was that September. in August? It was September. I think September, it was like 20, right? 26. And uh, yeah, so it was just perfect weather. It was just, you know, like not a cloud in the sky, but it was a you get a nice breeze. It's not yeah. too, it's not too, not too cold. And yeah, it was just, uh, and my first time in the Muskokas too. So it's all beautiful out there. So I was yeah. uh, out there and, and play a show. It was, it was an awesome weekend. It was a great yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a gorgeous, gorgeous area as well. Oh, Very yeah. expensive area. Yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. It's a great place to visit. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now yeah, this we were, year, sorry, we were staying in a, in a trailer in the Musco in the Muskokas and uh, a couple our friends. They have a big property, and uh, yeah, I got up to the first morning. I got up in the, about five a.m. to go take a pee outside, and I look over, family of deer just staring at me, and yeah. uh, I was like, "Holy, yeah, we're in the Muskokas." Yeah, <laughs> yeah pretty much. Um, <laughs> so now, so let's fast forward a bit. So I mean, aside from really those two shows, I mean, it's just been basically behind the scenes work. Uh, for you guys and of course your tunnels tunnel sessions <laughs> um, and uh, so now 2021 I mean we are in June now uh, getting close to Canada Day and uh, you've already got two shows actually one just got announced uh, you're actually playing on Canada Day uh, you're going all the way out to the island in Manitoulin and uh, so Country 103 they're doing a big uh, Canada Day party and uh, it's going to be you guys, Rivertown Saints, and of course the legendary Jason McCoy. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, what? Uh, when did you guys find out about that? I mean, I know you guys share a manager with uh, Rivertown Saints, and and yeah. uh, uh, but I mean, like just to be able to perform with with whether it's it's Jason McCoy or the Rivertown or not Rivertown, obviously Rivertown Saints, but uh, the Road Hammers. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's, that's gotta be something you must be really looking forward to that. I mean, it's going to be a, totally a blast. Grateful for that. Yeah. And it, it was, uh, it was funny cause it was, there was so many, it was up in the air, whether we were going to like a show to play, you know, in, in the, 
like our, our lineup of shows in the summer, we weren't sure when our first one was. So there was talks, Oh, okay. You guys got a July 1st weekend or Canada day weekend show. So, you know, mark it in your calendars and then it would be, okay, never mind. We're postponing it. Like there's the, and then it's like, okay, we'll stop everything. Cause it was kind of relieving. Cause we're like, Hey, well, we can't really rehearse anyways. It's lockdown. Right. So, and then sure enough, last week, I think we found out, yeah, okay. The show's back on and you're playing with, you know, the saints and, uh, you're going to be opening for Jason McCoy. We're like, holy Jesus. Okay, well, yeah, count us in. So now, now the there's the monkey on my on my back, or now all that pressure's on the shoulders now to just freaking get out and start rehearsing again. And uh, so, yeah, we're 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 back at it. It's kind of nice though, because yeah, it's you know it's times flying, and you know before you know it, we'll be it'll be Canada Day weekend, so it's slowly approaching, and we haven't even rehearsed yet, so. We're going to start, uh, it's just getting us back into gear again. And, hey, you got uh, less than two weeks, guys. Come on now. Yeah, I know. We, <laughs> I, mean, I, know, you know I know. I know. Two weeks from today, it's already going to be done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> so, uh, and we're shooting a video next week, too, so that's cutting into our rehearsing time. So, yeah, um, starting, to, starting to lose hair a little bit. But, uh, but now, now it's, it's starting to feel normal. I mean, everything you're talking about right now, this is normal. It just We're just rusty because it's been a pandemic. Yeah, exactly. You know what I yeah, mean? Like yeah. the breakneck pace of this industry has been non-breakneck for the last 16 months. It's been stopped. And right. I mean, like I usually say to people that, that, you know, like a sound, a, a normal soundtrack entertainment summer for me. Now we're national, actually international. I've got photographers in the States now, um, but a normal for, for my side of it. I mean, it's way bigger than me. So, I mean, my side is generally the national capital region that I go to uh, Boots and Hearts and I, I do a festival out in, um, in Quebec City every summer. Um, so normally for me, um, I mean, if you just look at the Ottawa summer festival season, it usually starts around May, late May. And then I'm usually covering a festival every weekend. Uh, then you finish with Blues Fest by what, the second weekend in July. And then from there, I do uh, Kempville Live. Okay. And then I usually take a week off for family. Uh, so we go up to the cottage or whatever, which is in Northern Ontario. And then pretty much right back at it with Boots and Hearts. And then oh. you get back for Boots and Hearts. Maybe a little bit of downtime, might be some smaller festivals in the Ottawa area. And then City Folk in September. And oh, then you've Jesus. got... Uh, Holy moly. Um, then I there's the fairs saw. and stuff in there too, right? So then you've got all the fall fairs. Right. There's a Richmond, you know, Spencerville, which is right by me. Uh, Metcalf. Well, we finished with Metcalf at the end of October. So, I mean, a normal summer for me, I'm busy every weekend. So you can see yeah. how quickly the summer goes by, right? I mean, <laughs> you're starting at the end of May and you're finishing at the end of October. You blink and it's gone. It's uh, exactly. unbelievable how fast the summer goes. Oh, and man. So, <laughs> that, yeah. When Bluefest when Blues Fest happens in Ottawa, it's like the pinnacle of the summer, right? You're like waiting <laughs> for that, and yeah. it happens, and you're like, you're so happy the first night you go, like the opening of the, it's yeah. usually a Thursday night or something. And you're like, yeah, it doesn't matter oh. who's playing, you just go. You just go, yeah. and you're like, this is the summer is officially kicked in, <laughs> yeah. and then before you know it, it's done, and then summer is like. Yeah, and then you it's have all downhill back. from here and then yeah and then that's it's done it's like holy back to wearing snow pants again yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that sums up the canadian that the ottawa summer for sure it yeah. goes it goes the, the, the temperature fluctuations of spring where it's hot and cold the next day huh. blues fest 
and then the temperature fluctuations, then it's snowing again. <laughs> then you're shoveling your driveway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you, you're right. You, you nailed it yeah. on the head there. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, it, it's, it was really weird. I mean, I was lucky. I mean, uh, Happy Green Acres is, and I mean, actually, Henry from Happy Green Acres was my guest uh, on the podcast, uh, not last week, the week before. Um, and it's an RV campground just outside of Brockville and it's a live music venue. Um, so when they bought the, the campground a number of years ago, it's not on a lake, right? So, I mean, what's the draw for people to come and camp there? So the people that go there, they like live music. So they have a big stage set up in, in a coverall. And so actually last year, believe it or not, we hit music festivals all summer long. No way. They were all social distance festivals, but yeah. it it was a smaller scale summer, but I was out. I mean, I'm not, not even sure when they, they started out with just, they had a little gazebo um, on a concrete pad and then they would just invite artists out uh, throughout the summer. They could do an acoustic set uh, and then just play for the campers. So that started, I think in early June. Um, and then they, actually brought in the the big stage into the uh into the coverall and they started with with festivals uh pretty much right through september uh, and then it wrapped up with the ambush fall jam uh so abby stewart ambush uh mackenzie lee mayer was out there okay. um, it, it was it was wild i mean i remember because i was out at um uh, at Susie's event and we were still looking for artists for one of the upcoming events country festivals he was having and um so i was at Susie's event i only met her maybe a month or two before and you know so she got up on the stage and i was so blown away by her performance i literally took a video of it and sent it to henry he was so blown away that he pretty much had her booked within 15 minutes of her getting off the stage at her own festival wow. um <laughs> which was which was wild but yeah i mean so uh we're actually doing it again this year um with the first official festival, I guess would be, there's a couple of things going on. There's a band playing this coming weekend on the Saturday night. They're rehearsing in the tent, rehearsing in the tent, because technically we're not allowed to do live music yet. So the band is going to be rehearsing in the tent. So nobody else will be able to go into the tent, but it's okay. The walls come up so you can sit on the lawn and listen to the rehearsal. (laughs) (laughs) And so then, uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's a bunch. There's a, a, a I Love Rock and Roll Festival, which is coming in first week of July. Um, we're Our anniversary is going to be there on the 23rd and 24th. So we've got, uh, I'm doing an all-female Friday. Uh, so we've got uh, uh, Chloe Bertrand, Chloe B from uh, Haley Station. She's I've been working with her for a couple of years. Uh, she actually won, I'm sure you guys have heard of Sing Up for Chio, uh, Rivertown Saints. They headlined for us a couple of years back. Yes, um, yes. And uh, so we had, we had an emerging artist competition to that two years ago. And uh, Chloe was actually our runner up the first year we did it. Uh, and then she wanted to enter again the second year. So we let her enter again the second year and she got in there. She was what 15, I think when she came the second time around and she just blew everybody away. And uh, so we've been working with her pretty much since. And so she just released her debut single, um, couple months back so she's just been seeing incredible success uh on that front and we just took it to radio not even a month a couple weeks now um and uh so yeah so i mean it's it's been it's been a wild ride for her so she's kind of opening things up 
Uh, we've also got, uh, obviously, Susie Corey is going to be out there. Uh, Deborah Lynn out of uh, uh, the yes, Australia, yeah. she's coming on. Uh, and then uh, Mackenzie Lee Mayer and Susie Corey are going to headline. Uh, awesome. So that's the Friday night. Then Saturday, we've got um, uh, Ottawa-based Urban Rodeo. Um, okay. He's he's coming out. Uh, he is... It's a new project, so you've only got a couple singles out right now, but... Uh, uh, doing really, really well. I mean, both singles are well over almost 30,000 streams each. Um, wow. And they've only been out for a couple of months. So he's really, and this is just with very little effort. We just started working with him. Uh, so it's, it's, uh, it's exciting to see what the live aspect brings to that. Uh, let's see who else we've got. Uh, Chase Stevens, uh, <clears throat> Ryan Anderson. Uh, I'm going to forget somebody. I'm sure of it. Um, who else we've got? Well, we've got uh, Josh Norad, who was actually one of the first artists I started working with out of New Brunswick uh, over a year ago. Well, I guess it just a little over a year. It was last spring. Uh, we worked on his debut, or not his debut, but his first professional, professionally produced single. Um, so he's coming out. He's going to perform. Uh, he's actually on a mini, we're joking because we call it a mini Canadian tour. He lives in New Brunswick and works in Saskatchewan. And so he decided this year uh, just because of the pandemic and, you know, travel restrictions and everything that he would just drive back uh, during the summer break. And so he had a gig with Chess Anthony in Saskatchewan just before he left on his way back. He's played a drive-in show in Manitoba. <laughs> and then mm-hmm. on his way through Ontario, we hooked him up with a gig at Signal Brewery in, uh, in Corbyville. And so <laughs> Then he popped in Listen. here. It's supposed to be a 30 minute visit. And we ended up having a, a six hour music meeting running through some of the new singles that, that right, are kind right. of in the tank and stuff. So he's coming up oh, on the 23rd. And then uh, Brian John Harwood is going to go the bills for that too. So it's, uh, and possibly more. I'm still talking to a couple others that everybody wants to come and play. So I got to see if I could fit as many people in, but it's going to be fun. I mean, it's, uh, yeah. it's one of those events that, I'm not doing it for profit, you know, right. um, ideally I'd like to get my expenses covered and, yeah, yeah, of course. and then, you know, the ultimate, the other goal is to take money and give it to the innocent fund. Um, yeah, because awesome. this, this organization, I mean, they've been around for a while, but I mean, they, they've been so heavily needed in the last 16 months. Um, you know, I mean, and, and they've just, that's exactly what this organization is for is, is right. for a pandemic like this. And, and they're the support that artists like that you guys have um, at your disposal to help you uh, with the financial pitfalls that come with the global pandemic. Exactly. And yeah. the big thing about that is as much as they can do, they can't do it without support. Right. I mean, they need, they need money to do it. They don't, they don't um, money doesn't grow on trees and, and no, exactly. uh you know, they, they need support. So, I mean, if, if I can find a way through that event and through what we do to, to give them a bit of a boost, great. You know, even if it's only a couple hundred bucks, it's $200 they didn't have before. Right. So, exactly. So that's, that's my goal. Um, so back to your live music too, of course, Canada gig, of course, now the, uh, you've got a big one coming up again in September. Uh, you're on the bill for Crooks Rapids this year. Uh, so, I mean, you're opening for Jason McCoy on Canada Day. you got a really big lineup that you're part of uh, at Crooks yeah. Rapids. So tell us a bit about that one. I mean, it's their second annual event for that show. 
uh, drive-in again, even though you probably could get away with not doing it as a drive-in come September. Um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, so, I mean, what's it like, I mean, now that, I guess, kind of leading out of a pandemic with some big events like this kind of lined up, um, you know, what are you, when you first got approached to perform at, uh, at Crooks, I mean, I know that Doug's a big man behind it and, and he's on your team as well. So it kind of goes hand in hand that, I mean, why wouldn't you be invited to the show? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? We're not good enough. That'd be an awkward conversation to have. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, guys, I'm putting on a festival, but yeah, you're not invited. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Playing all the songs that you produce. <laughs> yeah. so i mean was it doug that approached you guys and said hey you know I, i'm i'm doing the festival again uh this year and and uh we'd love for you guys to come out and play uh how did that all all go about and then uh you know what were your reactions when the uh i guess what came first the chicken or the egg was it you guys first and then the rest of the lineup or did he add you guys and then he said yeah and this is who else is playing and then your jaws hit the floor and you know we're kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah go go uh, I actually can't, uh, yeah, I can't remember what came first, but it was just, it was our manager, Tina, who knew Doug and knew that he was producing. And she, so she said, yeah, I have this band, Lemon Cash, that they're looking for a producer to work with. So then we started working with him. And uh, yeah, as we, I guess, as the process went on, he said, well, hey, uh, I throw this festival. It's, uh, it's going to be the second annual this year. May as well put you guys on the bill as well if you guys want to play. And we said, yeah, absolutely. We looked at, yeah, we saw, <laughs> later on, we saw the lineup of who, who else was playing and, Oh yeah, and a lot of the a lot of the people we're sharing the stage with. So uh, it's an honor to be asked to play that show. We're really looking forward to it. And, uh, definitely the biggest festival to be part of. You know that we're that we played. You know that we're playing on or whatever or being part of. So it's uh, yeah, all these great Canadian acts. You know, Joe Joe Mason, Sean Austin, and the Roadhammers again. So yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it, it it was honestly again like we're just flattered to be considered that and to be, you know be a part of that and. Yeah, we're, we, I mean, a lot of big thanks to Tina, our manager. She, she kind of uh, linked us with Doug, and I guess there's such a good, uh, you know, we, we've de developed such a great friendship along the, the whole course of our production. And, uh, yeah, he was nice enough to kind of put us on the bill for that. So, again, just uh, things are kind of falling into place nicely for us, and, like, we're grateful for it. So, I mean, we're, and then we're so pumped about it. Like, this is yeah, when the when the uh, poster when the poster came out on Facebook, like the advertising, I probably yeah. stared at it for like two minutes. <laughs> Holy yeah. word! All these names, unreal. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Now, I know. Segment. Like you guys came onto my radar a number of years. One of my photographers was a big fan. I'm not sure where he first, uh, but I guess he heard you guys were playing somewhere. He messaged me. He says, uh, "Oh yeah, Lemon Cash is playing. I need to go and shoot that show. It might have been Oktoberfest in Barhaven, maybe a couple of years back." Um, okay. And, uh, or maybe it was, I can't remember, it might have even been a bar gig. I don't remember, but all I know is he's, it was like, uh, oh, I got to go check those guys out. So then I'm like, oh, Lemon Cash, never heard of those. So I looked them up. I'm like, oh, they're actually a country band. It's rare that I get a photographer in Ottawa <laughs> asking to go shoot a country band. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, oh, oh I, I, I kind of dig that, you know, it, it's, awesome. uh, it, it's tough. Cause I mean, I'm, I'm the, the, the captain of a ship that has more, more non-country <laughs> I mean, my whole U.S. team is all metal. I mean, that's pretty oh, much yeah. all we cover stateside is heavy metal, which is mm -hmm. fine. I mean, it's great to shoot, you know, and the photos yeah, are yeah, awesome. Yeah. You know, lots of fire and... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
stuff you don't usually see at most country shows. I mean, Jason Aldean likes to throw it in there every once in a while, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, maybe we'll do start doing that. Once you yeah, get just the wine tonight, draw some pyro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fire a little Merlot, burning up in the. <laughs> uh, so, do you have? Is there anything else that you guys have in the works for twenty? So far, twenty twenty one seems to be off to a good start. The summer of twenty 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 one, anyway. Uh, I mean, with shows possibly coming back as early as well September. I mean, there's a show scheduled to happen at Canadian Tire Place this September, or sorry, oh, Canadian yeah. Tire Center, not Canadian Tire Place. Oh, I'm mixing up two <laughs> different names there. Uh, um, it keeps changing. It's hard to keep track. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. still call it the Corel Center. That's what that's it <laughs> yeah. Or the Palladium. My wife still calls it the Palladium. <laughs> yeah, Scotiabank Place. Like, <laughs> yeah. holy moly. It's yeah. probably going to yeah. change tomorrow. Or probably, it'll probably be changed by September. It'll have to call it <laughs> yeah. something else. Yeah, exactly. It'll be uh, Lemon Cash Arena. Yeah, it's got a nice yeah. ring to it. <laughs> yeah. That'd be wild. <laughs> Although I've never heard of any arenas named after musicians or anything like that. Before. Yeah, no, I mean that would be wild if <laughs> it first we'll ever. It. <laughs> All you have to do is become good friends with Gene Mal- uh, Eugene Malnick, and it'll happen. Yeah, that's right? it. <laughs> Maybe I'll send him an email. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll just text him right now. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts? I, I, I haven't asked this in in a while, but I mean, hearing. Um, about shows coming back and knowing where we're at uh in this pandemic and uh you know i guess based on your personal experiences in the last 16 months um james taylor's coming to the canadian tire center uh i don't remember the exact day i think it's like the 19th or something of september is it too early for a full-blown like you know elbow to elbow you know what it's like you've been to the concerts at the canadian tire center it's mortifying when you look at it now after what we've been through in the last 16 months where you're basically told that you've got a chance that you're going to catch something that could kill you if you're within six feet of somebody else. And yeah. then you're going to cram all these people into this building when we'll just be at the tail end of stage three. We don't know what that is yet. Right. And then, I mean, so you're hearing that in Ontario and then I don't know if you've heard the news, but Alberta's throwing their doors wide open. Pandemic is over July 1st. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They have canceled all pandemic precautions or whatever as of July the 1st. I think it, it all that really depends on like uh, on the, the vaccination process. It seems like they're being thrown up. People are getting them. It seems like more and more people that I talk to or, you know, that are my, in my friend group or family are, are, are getting their vaccine. Some of them have already gotten their second shot. So I think it's mostly kind of like taking a look at that, you know, on, on the scope of things like, I think it's it's kind of we're in a safer spot to kind of start doing these, you know, slowly gra- getting crowds in. I mean, I know, but as long as there's still like that mask concept, but maybe, you know, I mean, approaching in a way where people can only go to these things as long as they have at least, you know, either their one shot or two shots, you know, of, of yeah. the vaccination, then it could be a little bit more on the safe side. But yeah, I wouldn't necessarily... There's a lot of healthy precautions you need to consider, but I mean, uh, as far as it seems now in Ottawa, like most people have gotten their vaccines. And I think a lot of people, I'm, in, in my opinion, people that are going to these shows are most likely vaccinated because then they're, they're you know what I mean? They're feeling a little more, uh, you know, a little bit more, they have that safety net going into these large crowds, right. you know? Right. So I think it's all depending on that. And, but I mean, by September, right. 
we may be the same thing that Alberta's doing. It may be just like good to go. People taking a look at the cases too, to see like, you know, uh, how we're doing with numbers. And then maybe that way people will may seem to, to kind of be more lenient towards, you know, stepping into that type of uh, situation. How so, comfortable would you be Jeff going into, uh, let's just say you're going to go into the pit. At, uh, I haven't at been wearing my mask show. all pandemic, uh, <laughs> Henrik. So I've been, I'm, I'm game, man. I'm, <laughs> no, and I haven't caught anything. No, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it is a little, uh, it's just keep your, if people can just be smart about it, you know what I mean? Yeah. We're in maybe this distant yourself, you not get too close to someone that you don't know, obviously. Right. Stay within your circle, wear your mask, just be smart about it. And you know what I mean? That that's all there is. That, that's me anyways. It's just, but yes, so, I mean, all this, all this I, I, get what all I get what you're saying, but you're going to the Canadian Tire Center. You're going to cram a thousand or two thousand people into a pit, sell alcohol for fifty dollars a can. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and, are they doing all of that, though? I thought maybe they're going to allow no a concert, idea. but maybe they'll have people separated. Who knows? Right? I like, no, I don't all know I know what, is that gonna, apparently, no one, I don't think there's no wash at a James Taylor concert, so I don't think yeah, we have to worry about that. I don't know. That. I mean, I guess anybody uh, that bought a ticket for the, the show that was postponed is the tickets are being honored. But yeah, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I know. It, it's like, I, I, yeah, you'd think that that social distancing or physical distancing or whatever they call it now, uh, it, it almost has to, I, I still think there's going to be that, that necessity um, yeah. for a while until we're, we're certain that these events aren't, aren't becoming super spreader events. Yeah. Um, it just, it's, it's one of those things. I mean, it's really not known right now. And I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it could be, I mean, I know at, at last year at happy green acres, you know, cause they have RV campgrounds. They, they literally put squares in, in the arena area. So this is where your bubble. So this is like a spot for four lawn chairs. Right. You sit your chairs there and, and, you know, I mean, it was great. I mean, we were able to enjoy live music. We were able to do it safely. I can't see them doing that at Canadian time. No, Here's a circle. Okay, you stay there. You know yeah. what I mean? So, I mean, well, what about you, Corey? I mean, when, yeah. when, where do you stand on this? I mean, when, when would your personal comfort zone uh, let you get back into the pit at a place like Canadian Tire Center where you're surrounded by thousands of strangers who you assume might be vaccinated, might not be? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, when you see a lot of the, like the NHL playoffs, look at it, look in the States, how they, they have their arenas are packed and nothing yeah. that hasn't affected it. So when you see that, it's kind of like, okay, well, maybe we are safe to open up again, but I don't know what happened in Ontario, why we're still behind. Uh, like, everyone I don't got know. vaccinated before us. That's the thing. All the States. Yeah, I got that. Okay. Yeah. That, that's, that's But to that so. point though, I mean, not really because they've had less interest in the vaccine down there. Right. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot, I think so far Ontario has been pretty good. We've had uh, a fairly decent response rate as far as the vaccines go. Um, And, uh, and yeah, I mean, I think me personally, I mean, I'll, I'll get my second dose next Saturday. Um, You know, I was lucky enough to, to fall into an age group that was able to get the AstraZeneca early. Um, And then, I wouldn't have been eligible until mid July, but then of course, last week they dropped it down to eight weeks and I hit eight weeks on Thursday. So uh, I jumped on first thing last week and, and was able to get myself an appointment. So, I mean, for me, I mean, I, I've never been crazy concerned. I mean, I'm cautious. Yes. I mean, like when the yeah. festivals that, that I covered last year outside of, I mean, happy green acres, I kind of know 
what kind of audience we have. And most of the people that were there, they live there for the summer. So they're not yeah. bringing anything in. Um, yeah. And, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's one of those things you, you just, if I need to wear a mask, you know, being vaccinated, I'll wear a mask. That's going to give me that extra little layer of protection um, yeah. against it. Um, you know, cause I mean, it, it does, it's, it's really there just to give that extra layer. It may not be much of one, but you know, will I be comfortable? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm lucky in the sense, <laughs> in the sense that I'm not a photographer. I'm generally the one doing the review. I'm usually in a seat somewhere anyway. And I think I would be comfortable with that being in the actual pit where people are dancing around, you know, yeah, jumping know. around and, spraying beer be that they may or may not have had in their mouth <laughs> you know what i mean um, yeah. i think i'd be a little bit less comfortable with that how about if they started making uh astronaut suits for concerts and they give you <laughs> and you could actually you could actually float around during the concert that would be, be really that would be really really cool it just like zero gravity zero gravity concerts there there's a thing of the future yeah imagine, well, imagine the crowd surfing you'd be oh. crowd spacing <laughs> <laughs> patent that jeff like seriously yeah. I mean, that that could be uh there's enough high tech in auto i'm sure you can find a high tech company that can yeah i mean I'll get on board amazing. with that <laughs> floating around the arena like just yeah the, the, really the mosh pits would look hilarious in that, in that scenario <laughs> <laughs> Maya, you're trying to you're trying to you know bodies but you're, you're trying to towards the person <laughs> That's awesome. I love that idea. That's that, that's gotta happen that's, someday. That's a great idea. <laughs> yeah, you feel so safe too. Like hey, you don't even especially yeah, in a no risk. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's then, a great uh, idea. I could I could but anyways, I'm like I'm like you yeah, I'm like you, Henrik. It's just like uh, you know, like it's just like a safety thing, you know what I mean? Like you you know, if you have to wear a mask, like you'll do it, and especially you know, when you get your second dose, everything I I think it's just a matter of like yeah, if you're vaccinated it, it I, I would feel not as worried as to like i say i get my first shot next week so um once getting that i feel a little bit more even you know less concerned like i'm for me the whole pandemic is like i feel like i don't know i can get into a whole you know into detail as to what i think but i, I feel like you know as long as you're staying distant and you're wearing your mask and I can understand an arena, they may not be doing that, but I feel like if people are, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough call. It's a tough call, but I it's think. It's also different for us, right? I mean, like we're, we're at Ottawa. I mean, they were a hotspot for a while, but even hotspot numbers were lower than most areas. Uh, I mean, I'm down in, in, in Prescott. So, I mean, like the Leeds and Granville area, uh, we went to red very briefly, but that's because we had, I think 40 something cases or something at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so I mean, you look at it, I mean, down here, I can't think of a better, you wouldn't know there was a pandemic. There's no lineups to go into the stores. It's right. it's so different here than now flip the coin. My sister lives in a condo at the Queens Key in Toronto. She lives in a condo that's what, like the square footage of my living room. And, right. you know, on like the 18th floor of an, an apartment building. Living a pandemic in that kind of a scenario versus the pandemic that I'm experiencing in the country, or even a lot of people, unless you're living in a condo tower in in the Byward Market in Ottawa, um, chances are we've had it better than a lot of those people, right? So, oh, totally. totally. It's uh, it's one of those things. I mean, I 
couldn't imagine. I mean, we, we moved from Barhaven. We were living in a tiny townhouse um, off of uh, Green Bank and uh, just down by the uh, the food basics there. And I could yeah. not imagine, you know, I mean, we had like a, what, an eight foot backyard, <laughs> you know, what yeah, I yeah, mean? Yeah. like eight by 10, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I have about, I have, a, that, you know? I have a deck off of my, my bedroom. That's the size of the backyard we would have had in Barhaven. <laughs> you know I mean? So yeah. it's, it's a totally different world. And, and I completely get, um, I mean, I, I get why some of those areas are, are crazy high with the numbers because you have no choice when, when you, cram that many people into such a small area and i mean in toronto like my parents have a condo in maple leaf square and just in the time that they've owned that condo every little parking lot like oh somebody's like there's a square there that we haven't developed yet oh look there's a park right there there's no condo on that yet let's change that you know i mean stuff that would be like a little parking lot here in ottawa they're they're putting a a 50-story condo tower on you know, right. so like downtown Toronto, there's literally no space left that doesn't have a condo on it. Um, and then some of the older buildings that might only be maybe 15 stories, they're tearing those down and putting condos up. So, I mean, I couldn't imagine going through a pandemic in that. So, I mean, it, it's it's definitely a different perspective, I think, that, that we have here in eastern Ontario uh, compared to the majority of the residents of the province Um that don't have it that easy uh but yeah i mean mm-hmm. I, I get what you're saying it, it's it's just the the physical distancing keeping your distance not spitting any stuff that we shouldn't be doing anyway you know exactly. I mean? like don't be yeah. spitting well, at the person sitting next to you uh, well, speaking moistly as as justin trudeau like would that say. Is just, yeah you wouldn't be yeah don't be like you wouldn't be doing that anyway so why are you doing this now you know, yeah, like, i know like, oh, the couple you know, of the couple of days before everything shut down it was in march right like March 2020 that everything shut down so the couple of days leading up to that in the office when I go to the bathroom the soap dispensers were always empty in those but they weren't yeah. before so were you guys not washing your hands before this you heard of this yeah. like what the, why are you all of a sudden washing your hands now yeah. you that before yeah, like, I know yeah it's, yeah, exactly. it's crazy I, I uh, hope you still continue to have those uh like hand sanitizers in, in most places you go to because exactly. yeah. that yeah. I mean Ideally, that should have been if they always had that. You know what I mean? We wouldn't be getting sick to begin with as, as often because that's where you probably are. Well, I most, mean, look, most vulnerable the, to the catch the flu something, has right? been virtually eradicated this year. I mean, there wasn't a flu season last year. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah. like, but like people are suddenly are conscious of being, you know, clean now. Like we <laughs> should be doing this already. Like yeah. you know. <laughs> but like, but yeah, I hope they still continue to do that because it's clear that like people are a little more concerned and and they're they're you know a little bit more aware of like bacteria and viruses and all that shit that's that's around that you can catch but it seems like uh you know this in a bad like unfortunately we had to have a pandemic in order to to, to wake everyone up about doing yeah. those yeah. things right so yeah uh, it just sucks that it had to last this long and i know i just hope that now that we're opening things up that you know, we'll see, we'll start to see cases, uh, you know, decrease, you know, a lot yeah, and we can finally I mean, go back to normal with it. Yeah, you're right. I mean, for me, it's, it's, it's such a, a difficult position. I mean, one part of me, I want to hit phase two. I want to get things opened up, you know, cause the sooner we open things up and get to phase two anyways, we could really get, get the show rolling and start promoting and working with some of these festivals that are coming in this summer. 
uh, and then seeking out other ones and seeing what, you know, what else can we do? What weekends do we have open that we could throw some bands onto a stage or whatever? Yeah. Um, just looking for opportunities to, to, to support the, the live music sector as much as we can. Um, but then there's a the flip side that is like, I also don't want to do it at such a pace that, you know, come September, mid to late September. Oh, you know, we went too fast. Now cases have exploded again. Right. Now we need to shut down all the bars, shut down all the restaurants, shut down, you know, everything that's shut down uh, right now again. Lockdown again. You know, yeah. because I've got so many friends and not just friends, but I mean, without that scene and they're not, they're struggling. I mean, let's just be realistic oh. here. They're, they're struggling. And, and for emerging artists without them, you guys don't have a career no, or at least not. it's, it's very, it's very different, right? You need those venues across Canada, across North America yeah. um, to survive this pandemic. Otherwise you're in a whole lot of trouble because yeah. you're not going to get those big headlining spot or those, you're not going to get the big festival gigs if people haven't seen you perform live and nobody's going to see you perform live if those starter venues don't exist. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I'm all for doing things cautiously. I don't want to do too cautiously and then have things be shut down for too long. I want to be able to reopen and, and try to make the best of what we have this summer. But yeah. I also don't want to get like, it's that I don't, I don't uh, envy any, I don't envy anybody that's in that position that has to try to do that balance because you know what you're not going to please everybody you're not going to do it per nobody can nobody's got a crystal ball that can predict exactly what's going to happen down the road they they do like mm -hmm. everything they've got models they've got forecasts they've got predictions um yeah. you know just like i predict that montreal is going to win the hockey game tonight they can't predict <laughs> that i can't say that for sure <laughs> and you know it's it's one of those things it's you know you have to try to make the best decision for the future now and that that's what makes it really easy or really difficult um yeah and it, it can't be easy and i just i really my heart goes out to the venues uh in particular i mean because there's artists i think the resilient ones like yourselves and a lot of the others i've talked to they'll find a way around it right because you guys haven't been shut down you guys haven't been told you're not allowed to write you're not allowed to create right there's maybe some some roadblocks thrown into how you can do that um but the venues have been told you guys can't operate. You're, you're done until, until we tell you, you can reopen, uh, which means no money, no income, nothing. And that's, that's, that's tough. Um, yeah. mm -hmm. So before I let you guys go, I know I, I mentioned at the beginning that, uh, that we would briefly touch on hockey. Now, I know that Corey, you said you're a Leafs fan. Uh, I'm sorry about that. Uh, I'm sorry about what my team did to your team. Um, uh, I'm still in shock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly i never thought that montreal would beat the leafs but um especially considering that toronto had their number all season long um, exactly yeah you know, it was like yeah i mean of all the teams to face off in the first round montreal had a good team but they just weren't able to figure out toronto until it mattered and then the playoffs came around yeah. and they figured it out um, yeah. And then they figured out Winnipeg, the team that everybody said, okay, they made it past Toronto. There's no way they're going to get past Winnipeg. Not only did they, they swept them four games straight. And now they're up two to one over the, the Golden Knights. Uh, that is ridiculous. I can't believe they actually, <laughs> I, I thought maybe they'll steal one game from the Knights, but to be actually up in the series, holy geez. That's now, nice. have you seen the comparisons to 1993? Yes, I, I, I have. 
That's, I that's... mean, it's almost a mirror image. Everything that happened yeah, yeah. in 93 has happened this year. You know, they, they lost the opening game of the semifinal four to two. They lost the opening game of the semifinal this year, four to two. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah, and the overtime and yeah, winning game. Yeah, the game two and game three, the same exact score. And I hope that's yeah, I mean, so, so now they're it, looking like it'll probably be the Islanders. Uh, that they're going to be if they make it past. There's still obviously there's still a lot of hockey to play. Um, yeah, I mean Tampa Bay right now though. What's that? Te- it isn't Tampa Bay's. I didn't. Who won last night? Tampa Bay or the Islanders? Islanders, Islanders won. Yeah, two two right now in the season. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, I mean it's uh, it, it's going to be interesting if Montreal makes it through. That I mean two East Coast teams in the Stanley Cup final. I don't know if that's yeah. ever happened before. Um, <laughs> no, because normally they'd be in the same division, right? So it's kind of yeah. weird that now you've got two teams from the East Coast. So I mean, Vegas would make sense. Um, a lot of Habs fans would say that officiating is trying to make that happen. Uh, some really questionable plays. I can't watch playoff hockey, so I don't really know what happened. Um, my wife won't let me because. Uh, uh, I'm sure if I watch it, I would have a heart attack because I get way too wrapped up in the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm one of those guys that screams at the TV, you know, you yeah, stupid <laughs> ref. What? Like, you know? <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, what, so what are your predictions? I mean, who do you think, uh, who do you think is going to win the two series that are on right now? And then who do you think is going to win the cup? I still think Vegas is going to do it. Um, they, they're going to go all the way. I mean, I'm a little biased, but uh, I think Vegas. Vegas is who I'm going for, but uh, I think it'll be Vegas and Tampa in the in the uh, in the final. Who wins that one? I'm really not sure. Uh, well, probably... Tampa won last year, so I mean, yeah. their team hasn't changed a whole lot in that year. So I mean, I no, would think if it was down to those two, uh, I mean, it's funny because I mean, Vegas is all Montreal Canadiens players, so I mean, <laughs> <laughs> <That's true. laughs> you look at all the players like yeah, you used to play for Montreal, you used to play for Montreal, you used to play for Montreal. Yeah. Uh, I think is there not a, I think a former Ottawa players on Vegas too, so a lot of familiar yeah. names on uh, uh, <laughs> the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, I think if Vegas makes it past Montreal, uh, and I still I'm saying Montreal in six. That's what my prediction was for this round. Uh, only because just, you know, and I, I wanted them to win game six against Toronto because that was going to be the first game that fans or have a game six. Uh, it was going to be the first game that would have fans in the stands. I think we needed that uh, in Canada to see that because it's the first sign that normalcy might be around the corner. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think, and I, I mean, at that point, it, it didn't matter to me win or lose. Obviously, I wanted them to win, but to have the fans in the stands was really, really important. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the 26th would be the day um, that uh, uh, the 26th of July, I believe. Is that right? No. Either way, the game six of the series or the, the Stanley Cup, I can't remember how it works, but same, but same John Baptiste Day. Um, and that's going to be an absolutely crazy day if Montreal wins that day. Oh, um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean, like, yeah, it's like the Canada Day for Quebec. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, they're gonna go buck wild if that happens. <laughs> I mean, yeah. just 
don't park anywhere near the bell center. That's all I can say. If you want to have a car that doesn't get torched, because that's what Montreal likes to do when, (laughs) when they do something good, they lose, they just go home, they go to bed and they, they cry in their beer. But if they win, they burn down the town. (laughs) I don't get that. (laughs) Yeah. And Toronto, they just have a parade every time they win a game. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, what yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts on what Toronto needs to do to uh, to I, improve their chances? I mean, I they honestly, I, have this playoff curse, right? I mean, yeah. I, I just I know it's what's a, the definition of insanity is trying the same thing and or, you know what I mean, doing the expecting this different result or something. Like that. I, but I honestly I don't. I think they still have the team. It was, it kind of sucked that game one, they lose their captain. Yeah. Right. That, I'm, not, I'm not making excuses, but that did suck. Um, game seven, uh, they're one of their, arguably the best defenseman, Jake Muzzin wasn't playing. Uh, he was injured. So it's just kind of, you know, like those, you have a full team. They ice a full team in the playoffs, which is, I know it's hard to, but I don't know. I just think they can win with that, with that crew. It's just Marner and Matthews. They needed to be their best players, right? Your best players need to be your best players. Yeah, like Carey Price in Montreal, right? Exactly. Montreal's always been a goaltender's team, right? I mean, Carey Price, Patrick Roy, Jose Theodore, you know, I mean, you go back through the the years, Ken Dryden, you know, some of the most storied goaltenders in the NHL were in Montreal. And, you know, I mean, aside from Maurice Richard and and guys like that, uh, it's a goaltender's franchise. And, and, uh, you know, it shows if you if you have a good goaltender, and they're they're performing to the best of their ability, um, which you know, I mean, Montreal is just one of those teams. You know, when goaltenders hurt, you know, when they're having an off night because they lose, and they usually lose pretty bad. Um, yeah. Exactly. You know, so I think the key for Montreal is if if Carey Price can stay healthy, um, and I think that's where Vegas has some issues tonight because they just swap out their goaltender. Um, and we'll see. I mean, Flurry would have been their go-to. You know, uh, we'll see what happens tonight. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it comes down to your key players um, staying healthy and then showing up to play. Which I think Toronto, uh, you know, in the first game they they had they had a choice to make. They could have let losing their captain fire them up, which it did the second game, but it, second unfortunately. Year. It stopped there. They, they they had a really good run and they got cocky, I think. And then they said, yeah. "Yeah, we've got this. We're up three to or two, yeah, three to one." Um, and uh, and then that's that. And then Montreal said, "Yeah, well, we'll see that and take it the rest of the way." Um, yeah. So oh, so you're God. saying Vegas, Vegas for the cup, but at least I, you're saying Vegas to the final. You're sticking with that for the cup. Uh, uh, <laughs> Tampa's dangerous, but. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, you know what? I will. I'm gonna lock it in. I'm saying Vegas. 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 What are you, seven. What are you Jeff? Are you a hockey fan? Um, I like hockey. I just uh, I feel like I'm out of touch. I don't have cable, I, and it's so tough to get on to stream games. Uh, you know, because it's happened so frequently that I mean, I like the Sens. That's that's a team that I would go for. Um, and I'm a Kings fan as well. So, um, but if I were to pick, I love the Vegas Vegas Knights. Golden you go so Vegas. I, I'm going to go with Vegas. That's my pick, just because I. Uh, I don't know, just great, great place to be. And uh, I, the, I love the team, <laughs> just everything about it. Yeah. But you know, I mean, the, you, yeah. you mentioned that you're a Sens fan. And I mean, you know, the Sens this past season were, were considered, I mean, the underdogs, the team that was not expected to really do anything. I think they turned some heads though. Um, 
I think they showed a heck of a lot of promise. I think if if you were a Sens fan in this past season, you have nothing to be upset about. I think you exactly you you were were given a team that well performed well above what they were expected to do. Uh, They brought in some amazing talent, like Tim Stutzel. What an amazing young player that is. Uh, If if they can hold on to him and. uh, my biggest concern with the Sens is I hope they don't lose too many good players in uh, the in the, um, uh, the the new entry draft that they're doing for the uh, the Kraken. Right. Um, yeah, who that's always a big risk, they lost right? Them all the teams already, but uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I mean they they have some really good players in there that are up and coming. So um, let's hope that they stay there because yeah, we don't know. It's so uh, unpromised, eh? Like people are just leaving and. Who knows? No one, no one's, uh, no one's got a permanent uh, status. Yeah, you, you don't want to get to the point where, where you're, I call them training teams, where you, you take the rookies and you train them to become good players, then you trade them to somebody else where they go on a win. You know, and that's what Ottawa's been. They're, they're always, you don't want to always be rebuilding. You want to get to a point where, okay, you know, you don't build a house and then just before you put the roof on, you take the walls Uh, down and you give it to somebody else. (laughs) Because when you do that too, you start kind of losing. Like I kind of lost a little bit of interest when uh, Carlson left it and you see the, the attendance at the arenas, they start to, this off to before yeah. COVID because yeah. now there's no right. attendance, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, people lose interest because they're like, now we got all these no namers on the team and yes, it's a rebuild. You know what I mean? And a team obviously needs that, but when you got start getting rid of uh, players that people love to go and watch, you know what I mean? It's really tough to kind of, uh, tough pill to swallow when you see, you know, players like Carlson, you know, leave and have been part of the team and driving the, 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 the attendance, you know what I mean? So yeah, let's hope now that, now that we all get familiar with these new players like Kachuk and Stutzel and all, all these players, you know what I mean? Like, I hope they just don't get rid of them where it's like, Oh my God, you can't get attached to any players now because you yeah. never know. <laughs> you next, buy the you know jersey and you have to take off yeah. the, the name yeah. next month. No, um, yeah, exactly it's just annoying and it's like yeah. you know I, I, i've seen when you go to with it sends games like it could be there could be more people but the, the seats all the seats don't fill and yeah. it's because sometimes they they just make bad decisions but again it's you know it's 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 the best interest of the team but it's also a risk to take too when you want to rebuild so um yeah but, but uh, a, a very ottawa sports topic um that uh that you know, being from Ottawa, you guys hear a lot, uh, the talk of the arena, you know, I mean, it, it being out in Canada, see, personally, I love it there because from my front door to the CTC is about 45 minutes, uh, maybe add another 10 minutes on a show night. If I had to get out of the parking lot, um, now downtown Ottawa is where I work now, of course, pandemic erase the pandemic for a minute. If I was to go to work during prime time, it's about a two and a half hour drive with traffic. Um, now, of course, the, the, the Ottawa topic is they want to put the arena downtown. My thoughts on that, Ottawa downtown can't sustain an arena because the infrastructure can't get the people down there. Um, and the fact that they don't want to and won't have parking down there. Well, you know, I mean, the other problem is we don't have a reliable transit system either to get the people down oh, there. You're going to say, does, does Russell <laughs> yeah. have a good uh, bus system out there to get you to the game? <laughs> yeah. the, and then we have, have Uber. We have, the no, we, have Uber. The, we have the no-go train. Uh, yeah. You know. yeah. That's what I mean. I mean, yeah, for some areas, right, like uh, you, it'd be tough. 
to, to, to get there. Right. And, but I mean, and I get it. it would be ideal to, for downtown because you just hop on the bus and go, but like, like you just mentioned, yeah, like there's rural areas where, I mean, there may not be such a good transportation. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, you, you just, you look, I, I get it from, from the side of the bars are all downtown and, and the nightlife and, and, you know, you know, when you're young enough, I'm like, I, I finish a show and it's like, I'm like, okay, I got to drive home. I got to try to remember the thoughts from this, maybe jot down a couple notes. I don't remember what I want to write about the next day. And then, you know, I work in the morning. So I usually get home from, and the shows usually out of there by what, 11 o'clock, same with hockey. Right. So by the time I'm home, it's about 12 ish. And then you get to bed and usually up by five or six to go to work. And then, oh, you know, somewhere after that, I'll do the yeah. review and then allow the rinse repeat for the next day. And, and then I, I imagine it's like, Kevin, now let's do this all downtown Ottawa. And I'm like, yeah, that it just, is, it's got the makings of nightmares. I know that in, in a lot of cities like Toronto, I mean, I love downtown Toronto. I mean, it's, it's an amazing place, but it's also accessible. You know, there's yeah, so right. much transit down there oh and there's, God, there's yeah. so many ways to get in. If you do need to come in by vehicle and you don't mind paying a hundred dollars an hour for parking, um, those options are there. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, I mean, it's not quite that bad, but you know, my parents condo, which is literally like I could see, I look over uh, Air Canada Center uh, from their balcony, or sorry, Scotiabank Arena, as it's called. I see another one keep changing that name changes too, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Scotiabank. And uh, so, yeah, you know that the so the transition, the next one, it's going to be like the Canadian Tire Arena. <laughs> it's going to be the next one when this one's done. They yeah. seem to follow Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still in Ottawa's name. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, on show nights in, in their building, I think parking goes up to like 45 bucks for the night. Like for oh, from yeah. that point on, if you park in here after five o'clock on an event night, it's 45, 35 to 45 bucks. <laughs> Um, which is insane if you ask me, but parking is a huge business, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I completely, I, I see both sides. I mean, I, I know it's, it's the, the Orleans side in Ottawa that that's really, they don't want to drive clear across town to go to Canada to the arena. I I'm, I'm looking at it from the Smith falls, Prescott, Brockville, um, side of things, Kempville side of things where, well, we don't want to drive an hour and a half to go downtown either. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I really um, wonder how much of the population in those areas go to games. You know, that there well, has and, to be a and, survey conducted in order to, to take account of these things. Right. right? And so, I'm sure that that's been done. Uh, yeah. And I, I'm sure that the numbers would justify moving downtown, um, <laughs> yeah. you know. So we're because, moving it downtown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just is one of those things. It's like I now it's going to be my turn to complain. Now it's too far away. That's why I'm not going anywhere. I'll still go. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I live downtown, so I mean, if it gets moved here, then uh, I'm not. I, I'm not. You'll, mad. So you'll be able, you'll almost be able to walk, depending on yeah. where you are downtown. Yeah. Um, no, exactly. But I, I, were they thinking of moving it to um, the Le Breton? Yeah. 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 Because see, that would suck. Because then what are they going to do with Blues Fest? Like, is that still going to be? something that they would have been able to work around. Yeah, like, I, I guess I'd have to read more into it, but yeah, uh, there, it was all, I think it was all still kind of planned with that development. I mean, they're still developing the property. The arena is not going to be there now. Right. Um, Cause the adults couldn't get along and come up with a decision on their own without fighting amongst themselves. Like a bunch of kindergarten yeah, children. I know. Um, 
I mean, when you're dealing with billions of dollars, you got billions of dollars to your name and and yeah, don't want to spend it. And, and, you know, the guy yeah. that's going to do the building says, well, I don't want to contribute my billion now. And, well, I don't want right. to contribute my billion either then. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Instead of fighting over a toy, you're fighting over money. Um, yeah, I know exactly. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's there's been a lot of talk about Blues Fest and uh, I whether it's even, I mean, you have to look at the big picture for Blues Fest, I guess. I mean, um without uh, Mark Monahan, is there really going to be a blues fest? And, and he's not going to do it forever. I mean, the guy no, is it's... like the musical genius of the city of Ottawa that basically more or less sing, he's got a committee, but I mean, come on, it's his record collection that books that festival every year. Yeah. I mean, the, the guy's got an insane, like, Next there's, I don't know where he finds the time to listen to all this music, but uh, I, I know <laughs> like, you know, like you, you sit down and talk music with Mark Monahan, and, and he'll tell you about bands, amazing bands that you've never heard of before. Oh, and oh yeah. He goes out of his way to bring them to Blues Fest. And then you're like, wow, this is so I love about that festival. It doesn't matter what day you go. Uh, and if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, uh, obviously not this year, but next year when Blues Fest returns, hopefully, um, just go. I mean, get get yourself the, the full festival pass. Oh, and, I get and, it every freaking every yeah, year. I mean, night. go yeah. when it starts every day. If you can, obviously, when you're done work, whatever, go down and spend the day and take your time. I don't stand at one stage. I mean, obviously, until the headliner uh, for too long because there's so much music. Uh, and what a lot of times people miss out on is there's some amazing shows in the theater inside uh, in the Barney Denson Theater. Right. Um, the only thing that sucks, like I remember a couple of years ago, the last one we had, uh, Abby Stewart from Kingston was supposed to play inside the Barney Denson, but she was the first act of the day. Well, that was the year we had all those crazy thunderstorms, so they couldn't yeah. open the venue, so you couldn't even go to see her show, even though it was inside. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so, okay. you know, um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 not just Blues Fest, really, any festival that's the best way to discover new oh, artists it's, it's the you best and it's yeah like i said it's my favorite time of the year the first day of, of yeah blues it's, fest. It's, it's when blues fest is announced it's like christmas and you know oh, it's God. like christmas morning you know that oh, they're announcing oh, we're, we're announcing the lineup at midnight the entire city is up and then they drop yeah. it on and then of course then it's either the lineup sucks this is the worst it's ever been this is amazing you know yeah, yeah, there's yeah. always the two sides of the city right there's the side that says this lineup is awful and then i'm looking at it like this lineup is actually pretty good i don't know what you're complaining about i know exactly <laughs> right but uh, but like even if like you don't hear any bands like you said uh, you take the time it's a good opportunity to go discover and and going to a live show it just gives you that much more like introduction to that band that you're listening to right because there's when you're listening to just an album, you're not getting that full effect, right? So right. the best time to ever, you know, you learn about a new band or go see a new band is, is to go see them live, and then you get the full effect. What do you guys take out of live shows? What do you guys take out of live shows? Are you go to it like whether it's a, at an arena or whether you go to a festival? I mean, you can't say you're just going there to watch the music. You're you're going there to observe, and you're you're. It's almost like a learning experience for you guys, oh, yeah. watching what uh, others are doing and and kind I'm of locked in taking yeah. notes. Eh, the drummer, um, like ev- yeah, like everything, everything. How like you know, even just like the the gear that they have on on stage and like all that their setup and everything. And I'm going, what the freak are they using? Like, and you, you, you <laughs> you're doing a lot of comparing, right? No, not necessarily comparing, but like, yeah, like you said, you're absorbing as much as you can in order yeah. to like, there's a reason why they're playing these big, big shows. No, I, I, I always say too, like I, I didn't go to college, but 
going to these shows is my college. Like those are my classes. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. Yeah, exactly. See how they, you know, yeah, how they front yeah. 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 I mean, I, I, uh, I don't know if I should admit this, but um, not the last time they were through, but the time before that, when Bon Jovi played in Ottawa, um, I took notes. <laughs> I was, oh. I was like yeah. so blown right. away by some of the tech. Like I was, I, whenever the shows come to Ottawa, uh, I discovered a secret a number of years ago. If you buy your seats and they're, if they're available behind the stage, they're cheaper. They're about a fraction of the price and you can get right down there, right up front. Uh, and so whenever there's the option to buy them behind the stage, obviously the artist is going to play to both sides, but people usually don't buy those seats. So they're much cheaper. So anyways, I was at this Bon Jovi show, you're about three or four rows from the actual stage and paid way less than anybody else in the, in the arena. And he had these screens. I'm like, well, this is stupid. We're standing here beside, we're sitting behind the stage. You have these giant screens and you can't see the stage at all. Yeah. Well, then the show started. And oh, the screens, well, they, they lit up. So you actually saw stuff from behind the stage that you could not see out front. And then they would turn and turn into a staircase. And Bon Jovi walked right over our heads on those streets. Oh, <laughs> you know, nice. and I'm like, this is like writing this stuff down. This is it was because stuff like that, I find it it's so interesting to see the ideas like who would think let's take the screen and turn it into a staircase that that john can walk on right yeah that's awesome no one's yeah it's probably to give you that effect eh, to piss off the audience they're going these stupid screens (laughs) and i bet you jovi probably did that on purpose like you probably said you know put this up to give them that you know think yeah i wasted my money and then oh look at this and then we turned it into a staircase and I walk over, yeah. So it's it's kind of like that for for Garth Brooks uh, when he came here at yep. uh, what's the name of the arena again? Canadian Tire. Uh, <laughs> I think it, yeah, was it Canadian so, Tire Center then? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Canadian Tire Center. It's it. Uh, when the screen, yeah, he had something. I think they were screens because I was sitting behind him. You know, he has that stage, that three sixty yep. stage. So there were screens up, and again, I'm like, this is like we could have gone home and, and watched it on freaking TV. You know what I mean? I would have been. Yeah. I but then sure enough, it started and the screens came down and it was, uh, you know, it was obviously because there's no way they would have done that, you know, kept those screens up or whatever. Yeah, no, so for sure. I think it's to give people like, uh, you know, that t- to start talking, what the hell is it? And it, uh, you know, yeah. anyways. So is there but, any uh, any tours that you're looking forward to catching as fans in, in the next when when shows reopen? God. Too many, uh, too many. Um, anything, anything live at this point? <laughs> anything yeah. live at this point? Um, yeah, like I, I don't know. Like I go and see so many like bands every year, and I, um, obviously one of my favorites, like 1975, like we talked about. Like I'd love to see. Like I went to see them at uh, the Air Canada Center when it was Air Canada Center, and um, it was probably one of the best shows, like visually and like just. Yeah, it was a great experience, but um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Just yeah, like like you said, uh, Eric, uh, anything live really? Like I'm gonna take the opportunity to go because I have the itch to just go out and just yeah, you know, feel normal, feel crazy. But uh, bring a notebook. Uh, bring a notebook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Trying to yeah. think of uh, probably be at a lot of similar shows, so I'll be watching and see. Okay, so. All right, so they got that from this show, and then they took this yeah. from that show. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll talk yeah. again. I'm like, yeah, so 
we were at this show together and they did that. And then I went and saw you guys live and then you did this. And I saw you guys at, uh, at Greenfields and you had these screens, you took these TVs and no, you didn't walk in the day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's cool when you see, uh, actually it's funny because sometimes the bigger bands kind of take the props from the smaller bands or not the smaller from each other. Um, I don't know if, if, uh, if you've been to, if you were at any of the big rock shows uh, in the last couple of years at uh, Canadian Tire Center, uh, but I saw Motley Crue's, you know, what, 250th farewell tour. Um, I was at that one too, yeah. And then did you go to Kiss when they were here in 2019? I didn't go to so, Kiss, no. Uh, so, of course, you remember uh, at the end of the Motley Crue show when Vince Neil, they, the two of them, they, I can't remember the other guy's name. I'm not that big of a fan. I know Vince, but that's about it. Uh, oh no, uh, Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Um, yeah, the drummer. So they they were both the... kind of one of them on that platform, and then the other one going on the other side of the arena. Well, Kiss did yeah. the exact same thing. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. I was of like, course, a lot of from who, right? So you well, know, uh, Vince Neil actually, because I said this looks really familiar. I had to go back from some of the social media videos that I put up from the Motley Crue show. I'm like, pretty sure it was Motley Crue, and then it was only a couple weeks later that Vince Neil was online and basically accusing gene simmons of taking that concept from oh, them. Yeah, yeah. and but i mean i don't know if you can claim copyright on stage production you proof like you know what i mean yeah, yeah exactly it. oh yeah so vince neil i came up with this idea i wrote it on this bar napkin and yeah <laughs> you know, and i had it trademarked so nobody else can use it uh but no, i thought that was funny that uh but i mean it, you see that right and 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 i i think I always look at it. Copying is the highest form of flattery. Yeah. 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 I mean, if somebody's trying to mimic, if somebody's trying to mimic what you're doing, aside from fake social media profiles, those are just annoying. Uh, Yeah. But uh, I mean, somebody's trying to mimic what you're doing or cover some of your songs. uh, There isn't a higher form of flattery on this earth. I mean, you know, Unless they're getting recognition that they were the first to do it, yeah, and you're getting, yeah, yeah. yeah. then yeah. that's where it becomes a <laughs> yeah, kind of like yeah. uh, the Verve with their Bittersweet Symphony, where they they recorded the right. song, got all the accolades and the royalties. So it's like, yeah, that's our song. We wrote that song. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then they took away all the royalties, and then they're actually they. I don't know if you heard, but they just got given them back. Um, oh really? Oh, yeah, the the Rolling Stones turned around and said, you know what, we we've got enough friggin' money, and you know as long as they give us credit they get to keep the royalties yeah there you go what a classy move right i mean very classy that's yeah. uh i'm just gonna go and cover i'm gonna go steal a rolling stone song and then they can give me the the the, the rights to it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's all do that split it. I, I could use that yeah yeah forget yeah. these these lotteries that nobody ever seems to win we'll oh, just yeah. go and and yeah. uh and and take a Rolling Stone song and record it and then we'll reap all the, the benefits from it <laughs> so guys um I guess most importantly, before I let you guys go, tell us how people can find Lemon Cash and find out where you're going to be at, shows that are coming up, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you can find us on our website, lemoncashmusic.com. Uh, we're also on Instagram as uh, Lemon Cash, uh, Facebook. Uh, you can find our music on all the, the music streaming platforms, Apple Music. Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, Amazon Music. You can find us on YouTube. Um, yeah, Wine Tonight, the latest single, you can find it anywhere. Uh, Spotify, Apple Music, uh, Amazon Music. So, um, yeah, so Facebook, we're on there on Facebook. Good, yeah, everybody's on Facebook. You guys doing yeah. the TikTok thing yet? 
we're on TikTok. Yep. You can find yeah. the tunnel sessions on there. Um, we should start uploading those tunnel sessions to YouTube. They're not up already on there, but anyways, it's, it's an idea. But uh, we were shooting a new music uh, video uh, this week that'll be out with our next single. Um, so stay tuned for that. And it should be awesome. released sometime in August. So. Oh, wow. That's more than a few weeks away, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I know it feels like it sometimes. We're, but... No, we're shooting a, a music You're video. You're shooting the video in a few yeah. weeks. Okay. And then we're releasing it in <laughs> August. Yeah. Um, all right. So now, aside from buying the music, which of course is, is a, a very important thing that, that people should do, um, what's the best way that fans that want to give back uh, can support you? I mean, do you guys have merch available on your website? I know yes, you we have, do. Uh, I know there's a, a PayPal or something like that link on your website I saw earlier today. You can go right on there and buy yourself a nice t-shirt, uh, hat, toque. Yeah, we got a, some some good merch there for you guys. Any uh, any lemonade? <laughs> expired? Because uh, it's expired, yeah. Uh, no, but that's Maybe a good idea. Uh, lemon flavor in the near future. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it would be, uh, I, I think you guys should try to find somebody that, you know, those little stress balls you can get. But oh, get them cool. in the shape of lemons, and then just put your your logo or whatever on it. And, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Why not? Absolutely. I mean, people buy anything these days. I think I might have a stress ball in here somewhere. No, maybe not. Uh, but, but yeah, when I mean, someone has, you, when you someone has a stress ball, is it is it more out of like there's? I don't want them to be stressed out, and then but maybe does it relieve your stress? You think? Because then if lemon cash is on it. I don't want it to be a negative thing, you know. No, Someone no, goes, it's it's a positive yeah. thing. It helps. It okay. helps relieve. Hey, that, that's, that's a positive thing. Yeah, great. That's the whole purpose to a stress ball is to help relieve the stress. True. So you're <laughs> like squeezing a lemon, right, to get the lemonade out of the. That lemon. is a good one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Well, thanks again for uh, for popping in, and uh, uh, thanks, you know, the plan is to have a team out at the um, uh, Cooks Rapids in September. Uh, you know, if, uh, if you're not doing anything on the 23rd and you want to take a little trip down to 23rd and 24th, you want to take a trip down to Brockville, you know, come on down, hang out. Uh, we've got, uh, actually signal breweries coming down to, uh, serve beer at the festival. So it'll be, uh, what's the festival in Brockville again? Just that's our 10th anniversary. Oh, it's okay. We're exactly in in Brockville. It's happy green acres. So it's just one exit West of Brockville. Um, So it's an RV campground. I'll send you all the details so oh, you, right, you'll, right. Yeah, you'll yeah. be able send to find it. That's something we can consider for sure. No, I appreciate the invite. Thanks, Andrew. And uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, uh, I'm getting messages from a lot of people. Yeah, I know I'm not on the bill, but can I come and hang out? Of course, <laughs> you can come and hang out. That's the yeah. whole point, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's great. I mean, the, uh, it's definitely a venue that that should be on your radar. Uh, the, the owner there, uh, Henry Bohr, uh, is a huge supporter of uh, independent music uh, and rising artists. Um, and uh, so he generally calls me up every year. So I want to do this number of festivals this year. Do you have any acts you can recommend and, uh, <laughs> and stuff like that? So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, he, he's always, uh, he's got, he's got one in September, the classic country, Kelly Prescott's headlining. Yeah, I mean it's just it's gonna be know. fun and, and there's Definitely there's gonna be they've got a blues fest coming there, a true blues fest, monkey junk, JW Jones. Um they'll Let's... be down there for that. So uh Harp Harp Dog Brown. I don't know I don't know much about blues, but it sounds like a very blues name, Harp Dog. 
Um, yeah, it sounds like a, sounds like a know, beer. As long as he didn't get some knockoff and it's just a dog with a harp that shows up, and yeah, I'm a yeah, harp yeah. dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm not a comedian for a living, and that's why. Pay <laughs> for effort, though, Henry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know what I mean? It's uh, summertime's coming, patios are open. Uh, well, until then, enjoy. Uh, your video shoot, your your rehearsals, and your your practice for Canada Day, which is uh, uh, just a reminder, it's less than two weeks away. <laughs> well, yeah, how do you say that? And and then uh, and yeah, I mean, you know, hopefully you can find something else to shove in between Canada Day and end of September, because by the end of September, there goes there goes your summer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, so who knows? Maybe the uh, maybe there'll be another drive-in up in the Pembroke well, area. I think again. we're doing another Pembroke uh, drive or drive, yeah, drive-in show. I think in August. I'll, just, and, I'll have to uh, uh, make sure that you let me know because I found out about the one in Pembroke last year. Um, actually, quite late. I don't know how I missed yeah. it, uh, and I had already been asked by Susie to come down for the Love Revolution. It was the same day. I'm like, uh, you know, kind of torn well, both we'll ways. Let you, you know. know, I think uh, they're um, planning it out there now, so they're hashing out the details. But I'm, I think they'll let us know ahead of time there because now yeah. it's the second time around, so it'll probably be a lot more. Yeah, uh, we're all experts at doing the driving thing now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. And then we'll forget all about it next year and do it in in person. But yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, it's anything to perform live, right? I mean, that's what it comes Absolutely. down to. So, yep. Yep. all right, sure. guys. Well, thanks again. Uh, enjoy your week. Enjoy the uh, the warm weather. I guess there's rain on the way for tomorrow, but uh, we need that too. Awesome. Looking awesome. forward to it. Thanks a lot for having us on, Henrik. Nice meeting well, you. I uh, have to grab that beer there. Long overdue for sure. I mean, I don't yeah. know how we've gone this long without uh, without having a formal chat. So I'm glad that Tino was able to get it set up. Yeah, so, for yes. sure. Well, uh, we'll make sure it's not the last, all right? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, perfect. Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Take care. Take care. You've been listening to SCE Soundbites. Be sure to tune in again next week for another episode filled with music news and another interview. Until then, be sure to visit our website at www.soundcheckentertainment.ca for all of the latest news information. When it comes to music in this country, that's the place to go.